The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> How long have you been in the witness protection program? Like six years, something like oh, that. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to tell us the first rule of WP. Well, <laughs> WP. I think we're doing we're doing well though because his <laughs> real name is not Warren Matson, so we're just right. going uh, Vinny right. Della Torre. It's Brian McQueen. We're all named Brian McQueen, actually. That's right. Yeah. That's right. According to the um, Zoom. Hey, we're posting these on uh, uh, YouTube. How's that going? We well, we didn't post the last week, so I never got any vials. Yeah, we were oh, killing it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> but we're killing it, though, dude. 75 views average. It's pretty solid. <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude. I was, uh, might want to contact some advertising firms, uh, see if they want to get involved at uh, the ground level. This is, this is high quality stuff. I mean, what the hell, right? We're, we're at like doormat level. This is the ground floor. This is right when you enter the yeah. building. You wipe your feet on the doormat. That's the, yeah. So technically, even below the first floor, right? Like it's kind of right. Yeah. 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 I think me licking the ice cream kind of like fucked everything up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like killed the old algorithm. Right. Like, yeah. No, we're not showing this to anyone. It's like yeah. you get one chance to make a first impression and Lane goes and licks a fucking lollipop or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Was. Yeah. It was an ice cream. It was an ice cream. Serve. Yeah. Soft serve yeah. from um, whatever that town is up towards Ukiah. And what was it? What was that town? Uh, what's that exactly. little, it's that little one that you drive through. It's like, it's like not even a stoplight in it. You drive and <laughs> like that and separates it. Well, yeah, because there's only a few that you drive through the actual town. Exactly. Uh, and it has the famous, like, Bluebird Cafe. Is it the one with the surf shop that was, like, pretty far mm-hmm. inland? Uh, and it has the, the, it the has, model airplane? No, it's all, the one with the trees growing out of the cars. It has those three cars there's next like, to it. Yeah, and then there's a, the ice cream stand has a burger place. It's a burger and ice cream place and the gas mm-hmm. station. Um, but yeah, anyway, Hopland, Hopland, there you Hopland, go. California. Yeah, beautiful. It's pretty, cr- dude. It's pretty gnarly. Like, oh, there's a crackhead. It's like, <laughs> you know, like the, when the guy was serving, getting serving my ice cream, he's like, you kept seeing his eyes like darting around, like looking for people. Like, I felt like someone was gonna run by me and swoop my money or something. Oh, know? dang, dang. Yeah, you, hold, you hold your money out like this when you wait in line for ice cream. I was like this, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four dollars. <laughs> That'll be two scoops, please. No, he's like that, like that guy who always has a few dollar bills poking out of his back pocket. You know, it's like, why, why do you put your money there and carry it like that? Yeah, he's. Right. That's also a town where like you drive a a beat up nine, Porsche 944 and people go up to you like oh that's a that's a nice Ferrari you know yeah, yeah. like you're fancy like, you're like oh, I gotta get out out of here and it's not it's not you are fancy it's you fancy you're, oh you yeah. fancy you yeah, fancy yeah. that's mm-hmm. right um well shall we start this questions huh welcome to driving well awesome my name is Warren I'm Lane I'm Brian 
Uh, Mart? I don't know if that's right. I think Art's supposed to go know. before Brian. Yeah, no, Brian, Brian's right. Brian, you're just, right, dude. Whatever, right. dude. I don't even know if I'm right. I'm just right where you Brian always sits across from me. So okay. guys, warn me. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. Art and Art and Brian switch back and forth sometimes. No, we Art do. never sits across from me. Never, Art. Chime in. I think there's been some switcheroos. Remember Thank the switcheroo? You, but he usually sits <laughs> on the end of the table or the yeah, on the very end or the the end right, right you know no. the end the corner across from you, Whammer. Okay. Well, I started out to next to the, the couch, but now that's kind of art spot. I enjoyed oh. being next to the couch. I remember with kicking. Oh, so you're off. not there anymore? See? No, I that's don't think I'm, I'm there anymore. I think that's you Brian's are. Brian doesn't know, dude. Brian's like, I am not. Brian doesn't know. what he did yesterday. I'm just trying to give some false data just to make it uh, more complicated. Look, Look at Brian with the. Uh, Brian's got the three week shadow going on. Yeah, <laughs> coming in pretty good. What do you mean? I started growing this this morning. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you panning for gold? <laughs> All right, dude. My right. I got a shaggy haircut right now. It's actually as yeah. nicely styled as it could be. I think that's about the best I've ever seen your hair. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Art, how's Kramer? Good, Kramer. It's kind of kind of lean, dude. I actually uh, that looks pretty oh, good. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Look at that. Oh, dang, he's straight go. up Elvis. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of like a Chris Isaacs thing going on, but yeah, I uh, I actually did trim my beard extra short. It's not really noticeable, but um, yeah, you'll notice that my chin looks a little weaker. Yeah. <laughs> we've always uh, thought that we, yeah, yeah that's no change yeah. yeah after we started i left for a second it's because i went and shaved just my mustache as quick as just this part because <laughs> i hate having i hate having like it i you can never see any of this but my stash is like thicker than the rest and i hate mm-hmm. having that well that's it funny is. because all we heard was you run out and yell at your kids that must have been <laughs> yeah. that yeah. must have yeah. been mustache lane yelling at the kids and then <laughs> yeah. when you shaved it's like you're totally fine it's Mellow. like i saw like sweet <laughs> yeah and they're like Little yeah you went in there like a shot of tequila and it came out like a chamomile tea or something yeah <laughs> exactly. all right guys yeah um, well, i like how you also uh, referred to it as your stash oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I, I went out there and Phoebe was breaking apart styrofoam. Oh. Like in the living room. Well, the worst. Everywhere, dude. And Heidi you said, make one you? one crack and it yeah. flies. Uh, but it's also like under static, the couch. Static electricity. Yeah, you yeah. can't, even get, you you can't throw it away. It gets stuck to your hand and multiple times. I try to sweep it up and it moves. It yeah, doesn't like, go into. And then I'm telling her to stop and she's like, why? I'm like ah, and I'm like just stop. She's like, I didn't say why. I said what, and I'm like ah. <laughs> That's like the most time it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna about the about the backhand you. I'm gonna go cut this thing. <laughs> that, that should be a commercial for like big razors. It's like you raise your backhand, and then like a, a razor suddenly appears. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. Commercial. Oh, yeah. Everyone's all angry, and you just shave your mustache and everything. Yeah. And then you're like doing yeah, yoga fine. and stuff. You're all peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. is the worst, and it's like. Just, you know, we live in this day and age where everything's coming via Amazon. And if yeah. it's got any size to it, they throw that styrofoam stuff. And it's like, God, yeah. trying to break that stuff down. Don't eat, like the kids, it's a bad thing. Like Maya gets into it and it's the worst thing ever. What uh, are you going to take, uh, styrofoam or glitter? Oh, 
styrofoam. The herpes of craft supplies? Mm. Uh, <laughs> at least you can see the styrofoam. The glitter is yeah, just glitter like, is... disappears and then it appears later on your eyebrow. I always have glitter right here yep. in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we have glitter all over our five-month-old just like nonstop for some reason. Yeah. I swear the last time we used the glitter was like eight months ago, so I don't even know how that happened. Well, that's just so you can that's... see them at night, right? Uh, <laughs> sparklies. We hang them from the ceiling for our little disco. Right, bowl. right, exactly. All right, Art, are you ready? Let's do it. You're kind of mumbling there. I thought you might have some uh, additional information. Oh, no, no, no information. I, I hate styrofoam. I just wish it was fucking recyclable or something so it didn't fill up my trash can. Well, they do make the uh, the peanuts made out of potato or something. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, they're water-based and they melt oh, in the cool. rain. Yeah. They definitely melt. I've I've eaten one. Well, yeah, I have really. too. I put my tongue to it. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, tongue tongue test. Uh, they're corn, right? Corn based. Corn. Did you get one of these, Lane? No. What is Either? that? Uh, Mark Christie gave it to uh, gave it to me. I think he gave one to you too. He went to Germany like eighteen years ago. Describe it. It's just a big German mug. It's a. Uh, oh, listen. dude, he gave me a different one though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they're all different. Oh it's man, I wish I still had that thing. Yeah, it's, it's right. solid. I, I probably I, left it. I never used it, and it's it's a nice tea mug actually. Yeah, I probably left it at like a house I lived at, you know, in college yeah. or something. It Jeff Hayford, Jeff Hayford style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he leaves like toilet paper, like fucking twenty four packs of toilet paper and stuff, right? Oh man, valuable nice. dude, rich guy over here, kicking himself now, kicking himself now. All right, Thursday edition question time. Let's get right into it. Art stretching. I saw a little upper lip stretch there too. Is that just ready? I feel like he was doing yoga before. Too. I know. Yeah. Was that Warrior One. What was that? Um, you should see my outfit right now. It's I, I, actually no. You don't want to see it. Leotard. Uh, no, it's it's more. Of the, I, I'm rocking the Lululemon gear. You know, <laughs> for men. That's for our men. boy P. Our boy P wears Lululemon. Um, <laughs> hey, I see you're wearing the rally shirt, right, Art? I am. God damn it, right. I didn't get one. I'm so Oh, oh they're real nice. Yeah, I have them in my house. Uh, they're so soft. What do you what are you what shirt are you wearing, Lane? Uh, I'm wearing a Radwood one, an old like black oh, So We're all sporting related, yeah. 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 Heel to apparel though. That's where it's at. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Right. All right. Yeah, you got the smoothness. And I love the beeline one that Nick made a couple years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, I think that's mine, a good I think I wore mine out or something. It's I don't know where it went. Mm. But I have I think, the mug. I think I stole it and got rid of it for you just because I didn't want to like also be wearing it at the same uh, time. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good idea, actually. All right, questions. Um, got a couple here. So we'll get right into it. 924Sam says, MGB swap options. Full Miata driveline, 1.8. Honda K20 on Miata 5-speed trans or period correct all aluminum Rover slash Buick 215 V8. Uh, going Miata on this one. I'm going uh, K-Swap, dude, because you want to K-Swap a Miata, so why not just start the K-Swap right off the bat with this? Got to be a lot more expensive. I guess that'd be the, the downside, right? Well, I don't know. K-Swap's all the thing right now. I know, but I'm just thinking more, can the well, the Buick 215 does have decent power. Um, cause I'm just Dude, thinking how that thing handles things. that suspension, pretty archaic. Like, you know, is the Miata setup ideal for that package? Like, is it going to be overpowered with the K20? You know what I mean? I don't yeah, think so. I think that's a, I think it's a fair thought. Especially I don't think brakes. so. Brakes? Yeah, but you can modify brakes and stuff like that too. Um, yeah. have you guys, did you guys see the latest, um, 
what's his name from Evo Magazine, Warren? Uh, his videos. And Harry, Harry Metcalf. Harry Metcalf. So Harry Metcalf just did a video on an MGB. Um, I think it's a GT. Or maybe it was an MGB. Uh, no, I think it was MGB GT. And it was a factory car with this like high revving. I think it was a, and it was a four cylinder, 200 horsepower. Hmm. Factory. Wow. Uh, super cool, dude. Like, like this super rare MGB GT. You never, you know, no one's ever, or like, sure. It's like, I've never heard that. about. Yeah. And it revs up super high. It's like over 7,000 RPM and like mm-hmm. so rad, dude. 200 horsepower in that little thing, too. Yeah. And like crazy. Cool. Dude, those yeah. were just, those were staples of club racing back in the day. Like yeah, that's the, true. People yeah. have done everything with those. That oh, and true. this one had uh, shocks, real shocks, and real springs, like coil springs, rather yeah. than the, the leaf shit. So it was all, and this is all from the factory. The, dude, the 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 shocks on those cars are so weird. They have like a lever, and they're like a, they look like a little can. I don't know if you've seen them. They're it so was like different. for, it was like cost, like a cost, you know, cost plus world market, thing. or yeah, 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 it was yeah. just a way to, it was a cheap way to do it, rather than you know. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, well that, that, that's something then. So race spec 200, I think I might go Honda K20 then. Cause I mean, just as Brian said, uh, the availability there, right? Like it's one of the most like after or one of the most supported cars ever, right? In terms of aftermarket support, like because it's been raced for so long that you could find everything for them. So, um, I think you could do all, everything to support that amount of power. Um, and that sound is awesome. Uh, you still have the, the five speed from the Miata, which is a great tranny. I think a Miata swap would be good too. I mean, yeah, I totally, do too. Accept, totally acceptable. But yeah. I think if you're you're having to probably do some stuff to like subframes anyways to put the Miata in, so might as well go with a little yeah. more exotic engine. I'd like to know the price difference, or if you do blow yeah. up your Miata engine down the road and you can swap another one in for. Yeah, that's cheap, that's one right? thing I like about the Miata option is it's like one probably cheaper entry, and then two, it's just like. It's a super known package that's reliable, basic, and you could walk into any parts store and there's no weird conversion stuff, right? Uh, and, and right, because you're using you don't, you don't need thing. a lot of an upgrade, a lot of upgrade for uh, a, an old car like that to be worthwhile. Uh, but isn't the Honda swap the same amount of conversion? Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, I don't see why it's different. Mazda tranny with the Honda uh, motor. Yeah, but that's not software or anything. It's yeah, just, right. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, kind of no way to lose there, except I, the V6, the aluminum V6 just feels like... V8. V8. No, it's a V6. No, V8, right? Well, he's a V8. 215 V8. Yeah, he's some of the aluminum block V8. That everyone, That's what it came with. put in Porsche 914s and stuff, and, and, it, and it came in the MGBs. Right. Yeah, the, yeah it was, there was a GT uh, V8 that came with that engine, and there was also an MGTC, I think, or no, was it an MGC? Fuck, I can't remember. There's a C in there somewhere, and that had a, a six in it. Definitely um, not a TC, dude. That's not a old, TC. That's old... the, that's like the old TD looking thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe what the fuck is it it's called? Hill climb cars. Yeah, but there's something with a C in it that it looks the same, and it has like a, a hood bulge. I remember, um, mm. and those have a, a six in them. But um, yeah, I remember the V8 being a common swap for the. Uh, for the um the standard roadster 215 is just such a small v8 i, I you know like that i don't know it's also a fucking What's rover v8 it's like isn't that yeah, what yeah. no it's it the same like, it's like my skylark it was the same thing uh like in 63 they had the v8 uh uh it was all aluminum 
64, they started going away from that. Um, and then the V6, the one that I had, was just the same thing, just two cylinders dropped off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a 3.6 liter, which I think is around 215, right? I don't know. All right, moving on. Yeah. Saab underscore stories says a few podcasts back, Warren mentioned something about owning a Volvo wagon and paying the Volvo tax. What's that all about? I don't remember mentioning that. Volvo tax? Did you say yeah. that? I don't know. I have owned a Volvo wagon. My first kind of grown up car when I was 22, 23, yeah. about a 99 Volvo V70R, silver over black Alcantara. Um, modifications include removing uh, roof rails and uh, adding a second tailpipe. Only came with one from the factory. Mm-hmm. But it was um, it was. But a it had, it had openings for both. No, you had to you had to modify it. So I modified oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> but problematic car for you, I remember though, right? Not taxing yes. in the sense that parts yes. were more expensive or whatever. Electrical stuff, right? Yeah. So my main issue it had a uh, seventy five thousand miles when I bought it or something like that, and it was a fairly new car at the time. I mean, what five years old, three or four years old, um, two hundred forty seven horsepower, all wheel drive. It's kind of like what I deemed is like the all around perfect car, but I never used the all wheel drive. I think I've drove it in the rain, like, you know, handful of times, but never went to the snow. Um, put down the seats like twice or something. Um, but what happened is uh, they used a throttle body made by Magneti Morelli and it was electronically operated. So there was no cable any longer between your foot and the throttle. And so this is kind of the early days of that stuff. And, the flap, uh, the actual air flap and, and fuel would get gummed up. And there was um, actually a, a cleaning method you could do. You could take it apart and clean it, but it would happen over and over. And when that happened, the car went into limp home mode and it would happen unexpectedly. It would be like driving totally normal. Mm-hmm. And then there were stories of mom with her kids merging onto the highway and the thing just goes, falls on its face five miles an hour. Oh, yeah. shit. Um, and the only real fix was to to buy a new one, and they were three grand. <laughs> you were gonna say like seven hundred bucks? No, no, it was oh like yeah, three thousand dollars. Still a dealer only part from Italy. Blah blah blah. And the new ones did this eventually also. So it was like, what the fuck? Um, so eventually, I cleaned it, had it cleaned at a at a Volvo repair shop. The alternator failed. It needed four bra- four wheel brakes. I did all that and sold it for what I owed on it and mm. got out of it. I think I bought it for 16 uh, from a dealer in LA. And then I sold it for 11, like <laughs> very shortly after it felt like. You got it like two years though. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. One of the worst times with it was uh, we went to a party up at Misha's house in San Francisco. I think it was Halloween or something. Yeah, I remember the next day I'm driving home with um, like a couple people and um, our friend Allegra was in the car who didn't, I didn't know very well or whatever. And the car started going into these like intermittent limp home mode things. And I'm trying to pretend it's like not a big deal. At one point <laughs> the car stalled in San Francisco and I'm like, uh, uh, just crank it over, get going again. Uh, Luckily it made it all the way home. I was like just shitting myself, but, um, yeah, those, all those, uh, that was my V 70 R, uh, story. But then mm-hmm. I still like, I'll look now and I see an 850 yard. I'm like, Oh, that might be nice. Yeah, but they didn't have that. They didn't have they the e-throttle. I know. So it's like yeah. there are other advantages there. So, yeah. But uh, V70R, I, I don't 
really, I don't have great stories about it. I, I like the older stuff. I like 240s, 740s. Those are cool. But yeah. uh, I don't yeah. know if that's tax other than just dealer BS that every European car would have. Yeah. I mean, tax on that part, right? I mean, I guess you find out which components are, you know, outsourced like that or whatever. And yeah. Are, rare, are hard to come by or expensive or whatever. And I think that's changed now. There's like, they did something to update the design or something like that. So I think a lot of them have had the fix or you can, you know, get parts easier and what have you. So I'm not saying don't do it entirely, but um, every European car is going to have something like that, right? Some, there's going to be some expensive I think you, puzzle. Every, every car, really. Every car, yeah, yeah, basically. Unless it's like a fucking first-gen Tundra or something. Yeah, because even remember, I remember Brian with the Corvette. It was like, oh fuck, these part, this part, and this, you know, there's a lot of the same kind of things. Like that's true. Once a car gets old enough, too, right? Then yeah, you're doing yeah. The old car tax. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you're trying to find a part that's not available anymore, right? Yeah. Yo, dude. So the other day, I was thinking, uh, what happened to all of our car guy posters on our walls? Uh, mine are all down and they're in a, a tube somewhere. Oh, really? You actually kept them? Yeah, not all of them, but a lot of them. I think actually, I think I recently threw them away. Oh, dang. What did you have on your wall? Oh, I had like the everybody wants one. I had the justification for higher, higher education. I had a bunch of stuff. Dang, dude. Did you, ha- didn't you say you had a 993 also? The arena red, uh, the bugs one? Oh, I had the kills bugs fast. I had the, uh, I had a 1992 Carrera Cup poster that was signed by a race car driver, whoever it was. I forget who it was. Nice, dude. So so why aren't we doing it anymore? <laughs> uh, because I have kids and a wife, and they would kill me if I had posters hanging on the wall. A workaround is is having like a solid quality canvas or something, right? Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I found the site Legendary Car Canvases, and they do really quality prints on huge canvases of all sizes. I mean, small, medium, large, but they have these massive ones that look really killer. And they actually have their own group of photographers that shoot super cool, rare cars. And you can order these. And uh, maybe that's a workaround to uh, allowing the wife to uh, to give you an okay. Yeah, I think that would work out because it's more of a piece of art rather than a poster. And like, Whenever I go to print something out on my own, I know it's so much work. It's like, oh, I have to find a picture I took, whether or not it's good or not. I have to crop it right. And then I go to the, you know, a place to print it. And it's like, oh, you need it to be this, these specifications and stuff. And it would be nice to find a place to just buy a cool print. Yeah. These guys have over 500 images of everything from a Mura to super rare and obscure race cars. Really cool stuff. Yeah. So right now they're offering our listeners 10% off if they go to car canvases dot com and they enter code DWA ten at checkout, they get ten percent off their purchase. They include free chip Sweet. free shipping, which is pretty rad. And uh they're also donating five percent of their profits to uh the World Health Organization right now uh for the COVID nineteen response fund, which is pretty cool. So Oh, that's so awesome out there. And one other thing to add is that they're going to be giving away a canvas to our patrons. So all of our patrons and everyone really that listens is encouraged to go check them out. Legendary car canvases on Instagram and comment on one of their posts. And they're giving away a 36 by 24 canvas. That's $125 value. So uh, pretty, pretty cool. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And give them a follow and like the post, right? Indeed. Yeah, again, that's carcanvases.com and use code DWA10 at checkout to get 10% off of your purchase. Uh, all right. Joe Polo 68 says, what do you think the long-term effects of the lockdown will be on the car community? Will people be hesitant to attend car shows in the future? Deals to be had on good cars? Miss you guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think people have short, short memories. Yeah. If, everything's, uh, if the China situation is any indication, they're like already back to work and hanging out in crowds and stuff, which is not why yeah, I've heard there have been several high fives. In China. Oh, oh, several yeah. high fives. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, as, as, as soon as this passes, I mean, it, 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 there isn't anything else to fear really. Right. This is a very specific thing we're keeping away from. So, and trying to avoid spreading. I think it'll, it'll <laughs> change the way we go. Fate. I think this will change the way we kind of like people go about encounters and stuff, but I don't think it'll change like group gatherings and stuff like that. Hopefully. What do you think like, about, as far uh, as the car community? What do you think about like egregious uh, air travel? Egregious. What's egregious air travel? Like, Oh, I'm just going to go to LA for the weekend and hop on a Southwest flight. Mm-hmm. Is that out going to the airport and dealing with that kind of stuff? I don't, I don't think so. so. Like maybe yeah, short term. Anybody who's going to be making that decision, it's like if you're choosing like to fly or drive or to go somewhere or not, like it's it's going to be so far in the back of your mind about whether or not you could possibly get a new virus that has not right. been discovered yet. Right, right? right. Like it's just, you're just going to operate as normal. Yeah, I guess the real and, question is when is when will we be at that point? No yeah. idea. That's the. <laughs> That's the hardest part. That's a deeper thing than car events changing. I saw that um, Lufthansa um, closed their um, cheap airline completely. German Mm -hmm. Wings is gone. Oh, really? Grounded all A380s and 747s. And uh, basically 10% of their fleet is, or 6% is grounded now. And they're anticipating it taking years to get back to a normal level. I saw what kind of consequences are there? Like the economic consequences, yeah. like killing small businesses over the next several months. Sure. I saw AccuAir yeah. shut down for good. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Now, there's got to be a lot of businesses in the car world that were barely getting by, you know, paying yep. salaries and yeah. rent yeah. and stuff. But other than that, there wasn't much else going on and maybe even on the verge of failing anyways. And I mean, it's like, how do right. you, how do you survive this? Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff. I mean, we, I know the whole essential versus non-essential stuff gets thrown around a lot, but I mean, if it's like accessories, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's tough, right? Like it's, it, it's not something that you're prioritizing really in any way um, for in the automotive world. So I'm curious to see shit. I don't know if SEMA is going to happen this year, but if it does, how that looks, you know, <laughs> I doubt anyone has the income to pull that off. Yeah, November yeah. though, right? That's yeah. Kind of, I no, think, but you have yeah. to imagine like it's such a big expense to get there and to do it. You got to start building that yeah. up now. I, I think it has to happen though, maybe on a different level, but I think it has to happen in some capacity. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've I've watched uh, some SEMA builds. I'm pretty sure they only yeah. start those the week before. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's true. true. In the you lot. have to have money. You have to have money to do it. Yeah, and people working in a team together. SEMA's going to yeah. sponsor all of them. Glenn. I think companies like AccuAir. I'm guessing that's a company that like scaled up pretty big and I know they had investors behind them and stuff. So 
you know, they scaled up and then their monthly nut was probably pretty high at this point. And mm-hmm. maybe they were losing money monthly. Um, so a company like that, because they said they were forced to close by their investors, basically. Is what that's interesting. Interesting. Uh, so you could see something like that happening where it's like, you know, it's not even like the super small companies. It's more of those companies that have like expanded, had this growth. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, fuck, we had all this growth. We have a payroll of like 50 people today rather yeah. than like four or five, you know. And, uh, you know, it's those mid middle, those little middle small companies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, here's an update for you, uh, in the used car world is, um, wholesale auctions are completely shut down right now, wow. which is pretty major. What does I mean, that do? Yeah. It that feels like where, that would be a clog in the system where you're going to just end up with a glut of cars. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think Kelly blue book and car gurus prices are going to be totally hammered and all these dealerships are going to be stuck with overpriced cars that they won't be able to get their money back for. Dude, and what about what about? Uh, I'm kind of curious about Carvana. Like our value. <laughs> oh, they're plummeting. Yeah, yeah, because that's all real time. Because I just did it for my Jeep not long ago. I could do it again without much change in mileage and see how much mm. it dropped. Yeah, yeah, you should. And then, I mean, those cars are often sold to or brought to auction in some cases, and yeah. uh, then there's nowhere to sell those cars. So why would they buy them? I mean, yeah, it's like, right. you're just, the money isn't making any sense. It's a weird thing to think about, but every single used car dealership now has no place to buy cars Yeah. other than a car that comes into their, their store. Um, so does that make cars more value, valuable right now then? Well, no, because but I no think, one's spending money on cars yeah, either. Yeah. But, but do we know that? Yeah, I do know that. Locally, I know that. All okay. those Inventory all the mid-level, mid-level dealerships are like almost dead. That and makes sense. Cars, I, mean, like, I mean, people don't need cars, right? People aren't yeah. going to work. Exactly. Yeah. And There's also, no cars for a it's loss. A risk. Right it's also a risk. That whole interaction and getting out there. I mean, unless you get your car shipped uh, and you get it shipped directly to AutoWorks Detailing, so he can disinfect it for you, then then you're in yeah, good but shape. it's still a risk, right? I mean, yeah. still. Yeah. It's, did you buy that Ford Escort GT, Warren? Yeah, I did. So, oh, sweet. sweet. Yeah. Salinas, I think. Yeah, I got it. Definitely need to get that thing disinfected. I know Ali with the uh, big bucks over there. Yeah. Should have bought that thing. Yeah. I think it looked cool. 87 Ford Escort GT. I think 87 or 87. Yeah. Red. The red good on, year. The blocky one. Looks red like on, uh, red on old butt hugger gray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that era of like G, GM and Ford interiors Jeez. and all the American, I mean, so bad, dude. It was really funny. Someone posted on Twitter a, a picture. There's a collection being sold off by Bring a Trailer, and it's like seven cars of one of their well-known buyers and sellers on online. And uh, the collection is very weird. But one of the cars is a Pontiac GTP, um, red, kind of an earlier one. Um, but it's got all those crazy push buttons, like push yeah. buttons on the oh, middle yeah. of the steering wheel. Steering wheel, yeah. yeah. And the shifter is just like the saddest thing. It's like a t- too tall, shitty button. Like just, it's a terrible automatic shifter and i said man that's the saddest shifter ever and someone was like in what way I was gonna say like, <laughs> in every way but um really it was they should have had a push button shifter because of the whole oh car. Yeah. yeah 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 for sure buttons. should have been on the side of the dash right missed opportunity yeah. um oh fuchs 911 says in-laws came over the other night didn't hug them what changes after all this is done handshakes fist bumps how will everyday life be changed for good. I think we just kind of, I don't know. We, we didn't talk about this? any like personal interactions. Um, 
I don't know if that's going to change. I think people will be stoked to get back to normalcy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think when someone shows signs of sickness, they're going to be like, dude, I'm sick. Like I can't like, there's going to be more of that maybe, but in general, I think you're still going to like, I'll, I'll still high five my friends. If they'll high five me. So Lane, you can't hang be, out. But, so I can't basically hang out with anyone ever. Yeah. If I'm coughing. Rally, yeah, yeah. Rally elbow, fucking winter <laughs> cough, summer cough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spider bites. Spider bites. It might be, so we're thinking like, you know, there'll be a point in time when this goes, this particular one goes away. But what if the change is, one of the changes is that um, we're just all going to be on, a, we'll be more on alert for the next one. So like this one, you know, I think it all started in like November or December and there were definitely stories about it that were published and nobody was listening because we it's never happened to this scale before for us. Uh, Now that one has now, maybe, you know, the next one, if it shows up this December, we're not going to wait until March to really get serious about it. Everybody's going to be like hypersensitive. So what if we're going to be like, just looking at all these new viruses that are uh, coming. I think that's the biggest fear though. To have it be like that will be so. That's the scariest thing for me. It's like that's what I was saying. When's it ever going to stop? If that, if that's the, yeah, yeah. So here's a question. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I was going to say, uh, being in this capitalist society, one of the things that happened slowly in China was that uh, flights were canceled um, to mainland, right? And especially Wuhan. Uh, but it was done pretty late. In fact, like I think the World Health Organization didn't even recommend it um, before United had already stopped flying there so what happens when the next one comes along do flights just suddenly get stopped until they figure it out i mean that doesn't seem possible because everyone's trying to make money and not cut anything off until the bitter end which has been the problem this time right yeah what do you guys think well i mean i think this has been a big learning experience too for from a financial standpoint how governments can help with that right so i think whether the there have been mistakes made here or you know whatever the successes have been i think you know we can we can leverage that to whether everyone (laughs) whether they've been made (laughs) yeah yeah so um it's just the thing that I, I, I think we were getting hung up, hung up on is that this, the, I think the last time there was a, a global pandemic like this was like the Spanish flu of like 1912 or something like that. 1919, right? Or 1919. And then now with this much more like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Scrutiny and like actually understanding where this shit comes from. And I think they've figured out where the last two have come from, including SARS, like the whole wet market thing and all that. Like that's going to be, really, really kind of, um, really, um, they're going to come down really hard on that. Right. And I'm, I'm not saying it's totally going to go away. Of course, people are going to find a way to do that for the same reasons you're describing when people make yeah. money off of this shit and the whole yeah. legal black market trade is, is, is a big money maker for people. So, but the less, the better, right? The less, the better. So, I mean, not that there are other ways and other sources, but I think I, I just don't foresee it being like a regular thing. I think, you know, if anything, it might be not in our lifetime again, you know, I hope it's not a regular thing because I think you can get carried away with with being overreactionary. Yeah, and what if there is a like cry wolf scenario where it's like, okay, there's another virus and no one can fly and everyone's like, fuck this and just revolts and then it's even worse or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like uh, going way down. If you get if you get if you get two or three viruses into this, you know, looking over the next like five to ten years, uh, then. It's got to be, then you're looking at real change that people are going to make probably where it's like, you know, I'm not high Right, right. Like you don't leave your little 
where yeah. you know, state town, whatever. Right. Yeah. You have to. And yeah, then we're in some weird Stephen King movie or something. Yeah. Somehow yeah. we all have like, I feel like we are in a weird know, Stephen King we movie. We do like night marches, you know, and we like, you know, stop to city hall or whatever. Yeah. I yeah, was sweet. I, I was looking away because a squirrel walked right up to my window here and he was staring at me. <laughs> and dude, I looked at could, him. What that's kind of virus boy, does he have, man? Uh, I think he heard, virus. Swine flu. Virus. he heard yeah. virus. He's like, I heard a tiger it? tiger in the Bronx Zoo contracted coronavirus. Oh, oh shit! Fuck. It's probably Birds. the tiger king's fault. Oh no, it's that, it's that bitch Carol Baskin, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucked up. Acquitted, acquitted. By the way. Oh, nice. Or actually, she didn't go to trial, but uh, <laughs> never went to trial, dude. <laughs> How about uh, OJ, dude? OJ fucking saying there's yeah. no way she didn't do it. He's like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> God, I didn't That's know awesome. that was a thing. Yeah, dude, he, he made a little video about it. So don't funny. listen. Don't listen to him. OJ should not be making videos exactly. like that. Exactly. <laughs> not a good idea. I saw like Tom Segura, the comedian, is selling shirts that say Carol did it. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. yeah I don't know. Chaycor. Chaycor. If you could choose only one condiment for your food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hot sauce. What Hot kind? Sauce. What kind? Fuck, I don't know. I don't have a kind. Uh, I'll say Tabasco. a salsa. I'm going to say salsa, not hot sauce. Okay, yeah, there's lots of um, salsa. Let's go Moreno salsa. Oh, if I, if I have one, yeah. Snap. I'll do uh, Cholula. Okay. I'm going to go uh, salt. Does that count? Oh, that's good. I don't, I'm not, it's not, I'm it's not a condiment. That. Is that a condiment? Yeah, that is. Uh, it's a spice. It's, a spice. It's, a spice. it's yeah. not a, I don't think it's a condiment. Well, what makes up uh, hot sauce? Spice. Yeah, but it, it's those combined that make a condiment. It's a bunch of ingredients together. Yeah. Oh, it's a combined amount. Well, okay. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, God. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, hot sauce, hot sauce. Uh, whoa, we lost Brian. Well, I said salsa. But- Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was me protesting the sandwich conversation. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And he switched screens. I know. Damn it. No, um, no. All right, Brian, what's your what's your answer? I, I, I don't know, man. Tapatio? Yeah. All right. I think I'm with you there. It's pretty versatile. Yeah. yeah. I like Cholula better than Tapatio. Me too. I go through phases, but Tapatio has never too. let me down. All right. I feel like it's a more basic one that's like, you know, maybe you're going to work with more stuff. I don't know. Here's a real question. Uh, Chaycor is out in Wales, right? Does has he even heard of Tapatio? Dude, that's a good question. Uh, I have something that goes along with this. Uh, in Japan, Tapatio, very rare. Um, but guess what they call all hot sauce? And the reason will be obvious um, after a bit. Um, uh, spicy it, butt. It'll tell you what is the most common hot sauce there. It's the cleaning. Um, Tabasco. Tabasco. So when you go to a <laughs> restaurant, you don't ask for hot sauce. You ask for Tabasco. Even right. if it's not Tabasco, they'll bring you some other shit. But they yeah. call everything Tabasco. I like yeah. it. Yeah. They establish themselves well there. So note Nate. So not Nate. So not Nate. I guess. Uh, $6,000 or under. Two-hour daily commute. Half highway, half back roads. Preferably two-door. Manual is a must. And pre-2005. I wonder why that. Oh, uh, OBD. oh no, that's not 2005. Huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, commuting to the beach for work daily during the summer in Rhode Island. Uh, 46, 330. Yeah. 
two door. What about the beach Whatever. thing? Why yeah. is the beach thing in there? Coop. If you want, if you must have a two door, go for it. But four doors better. Mm. Two doors look better. Yeah. How about an E36 M3 cab? These are barely six grand. Oh, six mm. grand. The cabs are cheap. Barely six. Though yeah, you're you getting a ratty five hundred on a top. And you're getting a ratty one for six grand, are you? Know That's it, my dude. answer, and I'm sticking to it, dude. <laughs> he because he he's going to the beach. Uh, um, I think he wants something that is potentially open top. No, he didn't, he didn't why, say why that. Do you open tops aren't even good for going to the beach, man. It's too hot. What about a 2004 Civic Si? Meh. Says meh. I'm feeling it. I mean, good I'm mileage, reliability. It's a two door. You can throw shit in the back. Like is that, an, is that an EP3 or which one is that? Yeah, that is, yeah. I always forget the name. 2005, I think, is the first year, is it? Oh, five. Yeah. EP3s are cool, but I don't know if I'm. Uh, hmm. For a two hour commute, yeah. Half highway, yeah. half back roads. E46 is way better for like having yeah, a, in a being in box. for two hours. Uh, the interior is not that bad in that Civic. It's better than you. That's fine. Think. It's yeah. got a Euro Euro feel. It's pretty, it's it does have a Euro vibe. vibe. Has that shifter up here, dude? I like. Hell that. yeah. Um, how about a RSX? Maybe yeah, you could definitely do an RSX. You could do a like GTI. A GTI Corvette. No, holy crap! A vet, dude. You could probably get one for less than six grand. Yeah, you think? Lane, why aren't you <laughs> recommending uh, 944s? I mean, that's not a bad choice. No, way. I, I did it's... mine for. I commuted mine for years. A couple, you know, a couple years half t- part time, right? So yeah, um, but e, I mean, E30 wouldn't be horrible, you know. But I think you want something a little newer, is you know. Yeah. For like two hour commute, yeah. dude, and you want to be a little like, I, don't know, I think you want a, something a little fresher. Saw this thing. Boxster, five grand, you're getting kind of like, I mean, you can find out, but you're not getting a good one. Um, and you're signing yourself up for trouble, probably. Um, yeah, no other. Uh, MR2 Spider. MRI. Two hours, two hours, dude. <laughs> yeah. Two hours a day. Uh, I'm sticking Miata. Miata. Two N- hours. NC Miata. Two NC. hours. Six grand. Oh, yeah. They're out there, huh? I mean, if you're under like five ten, and and you don't mind being in a heart like a loud, a loud, a really loud car. He might be young, dude. He might be young. Okay. Right. Just, so not just tell us what you get. Also, it's tough too because I don't know what six grand buys you in Rhode, in Rhode Island. That's I have no point. idea. Yeah. Um, Amuro Costello says the virus is gone and you all meet up at the beach with your sense of occasion cars to celebrate. A tidal wave sweeps them into the ocean, never to be found again. You've got an empty garage spot. Do you go out and get another of the same make and model, or do you mix it up? If so, what? I'm gonna mix it up for sure. Yeah, what are you gonna get? I almost don't want to say really. I don't want to. Whoa, are you gonna buy something? Oh, you don't want to make your car jealous. Yeah, right, right. I don't want it to have a complex. Yeah. Art, how do you answer this question? You don't have a car, dude. So I'm obviously mixing it up. (laughs) (laughs) I started looking at cars again, and then I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I guess you know, if, if I get something shipped, I wasn't kidding. I'm like, all right. 
I can I can get um, our service. People go to our yep. shipping tab on drivemallawesome.com. Uh, there's a pretty sweet little tool there. You can get a free shipping quote on demand. By the way, in I have a, I have a uh, testimonial, positive uh, testimonial oh. from our sponsorship. Oh, DWA, right? Nice. Yeah, Run Buggy. Run Buggy. Uh, and uh, ship it directly to AutoWorks. He's doing a disinfecting service. But uh, uh, Warren, who used it? Mix it up. Well, should I say it now or in Sunday edition? Oh, maybe let's wait then. Let's okay. wait. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but in, I would, I think I need a 944 in my garage. That's like, I've kind of come to that. I've had them for enough years now, gone mm-hmm. back to them and stuff. So I would like to have another 944, but lately I've kind of had an itch for like a, um, I've been thinking like a 74 alpha spider would be cool. Mm-hmm. Cam tail. So, I mean, I can't afford a duetto. Cam tail, but early cam tail with covered headlights would be pretty it's, dope. It's a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Little twin cam motor. And E36 M3 is, I would like to have an E36 M3 in addition to. So your 944 gets swept away and you buy a 944, an Alpha, and a E36 M3. I'm not really answering the question correctly. <laughs> Let's just say that. But in, in just to give an answer, some kind of answer. Yeah. You know, more than just thought I'd, I'd, I'd buy like another to see 944. You. I'd like to I see would, you in an M3. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having an E36 M3 in addition to. Yeah. Or a, uh, and I, I would like to play around with like an older, like 70s car, some kind yeah. of 70s I'm car. I'm actually like, pretty surprised you saying that. would be cool. Like 914 has been on your uh, list for a super long time. And you're Dude, I feel like instead of a 914. Yeah, I, I feel like a 914, I need to spend more money than what I can get like a 74 Alpha for mm. at this point in time. Yeah. Have you seen some up? Is that- when 914s searches, are just like for a good 914 you're 20k dude minimum yeah i've done some alpha searches and there's there aren't many you have to it's like a waiting game right yeah but they're out there they pop up yeah dude i, I started looking at e30s again and like trying to find that cheap one to do the k-swap in and like dude it's hard man i mean I, i'm doing all yeah. the different platforms to try to find something i think yeah. this is going to be a situation where we have to kind of get one through our network, like something sitting at a shop yeah. or something like that, you know, yeah. or if you it's going to be, it's going to be like in the neighborhood with a sign on it. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise everyone's yeah. asking a premium. Like I'm seeing just junky shit, like, you know, 300,000 miles. No kidding. Like just junky, weird mods, 65, 700, 6,507 grand. And that's like rock bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like really nice stuff is, is, you know, commanding a premium now, which I think those cars deserve, but um, think, what do you yeah, mean we're, we're going to need to get, uh, you're saying that for all of us for getting our, whatever cars we need? No, for our no, KA no. swap one. For the oh. E30 in particular. For a K swap one. I mean, one. we're not, we're, are we, do we have plans to do that or something? I do. Art, Art <laughs> wants to do it. That's what Art wants to do it. Okay. To find I just want to know. Perfect, yeah. uh, donor car or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same E46. I have, there's a few lessons learned and I, you know, I would, I, I'd, uh, uh, I'd actually appreciate the chance to run through it one more time and, and, uh, you know, with what I know now, but, um, I'm super stoked on mine and I'd, I'd, even though I would still get a four door, even though I don't have to consider family stuff. Uh, mm. uh yeah, I'm in. Kurt K photo says, has the Yoho philosophy taken on a deeper meaning in these challenging times? So that would be the, you only have one life. Have you guys been thinking about anything like that? No. Mm-mm. 
some, yeah, purchase, some purchases or just stuff around the house that I've been wanting to do. And, um, it makes me want to do it. And then I go, eh, I'll wait. <laughs> See yeah. how things pan yeah. out. Yeah. And actually, yeah, like I, I've got, uh, one of my, a little side project, uh, has been pulling the motorcycles in and messing with those. And I'm like kind of realizing it's like, uh, I don't, you know, like I don't, I don't really want to store these yo hole. Like, I don't, <laughs> is this really what I want, want to be messing with? Well, it's fun, sure, but uh, it it has been in the quarantine scenario has me thinking more, uh, e- even harder about like just pare it down to only the basics and just spend time with the basics, stuff mm-hmm. you use every day and yeah, yeah exactly, a lot. Yeah. exactly, yeah. So uh, I guess uh, yeah, that has been a little effect. Uh, I think somebody yeah. just uh, died in the background. That was, that that was a murder. That sounded like that. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys play Golden Axe? I've seen it. I, I yeah, of course. It was an dude. arcade game, right? Yeah, arcade, yeah. yeah. The sound effects, yeah. That was someone getting axed to death. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Axel Jor says, if you had to drive a series-eligible race car on the street as your only form of transportation, forget family obligations, what do you choose? Wipers and lights work, doors open, <clears throat> and you have a removable door bar that can be left off for the street. Harness is a must. I'm not tainting the question with my personal answer, but it would be close to what I own. Any race series is fine from NASA to the pros. Mm. Hmm. Um, why wouldn't I just pick a WRC rally car? I think I that's what you do pick. Yeah. Seems like what you choose. I think that's what I'm going with. That's You're what I want to go with too. I thought you don't like sequential uh, transmissions. I mean, but everything else is so insane. It's I like, mean, sequential is pretty tough on dude, the you, street. Yeah, you would go full bore, like top level car. I think that'd be a little ridiculous. Yeah, maybe the maybe the uh, feeder series car. I yeah, do yeah, do like I haven't a seen enough group. of them. Yeah, it was like the lower yeah. level stuff. Uh, you don't want a touring car. That's too gnarly for the street, right? Way too harsh. And and it has to be contemporary, right? I guess you can go with a historic. Oh, race. does it have to be contemporary? No, because no. he's talking about his as an alpha, right? And you can do historic racing and stuff. Right. So. I'm I'm choosing. Uh, I really want that Reebok 944 that the oh, guys from yeah. LBI bought. Yeah. Uh, so it's a 944 Cup car, I believe. Yeah. Um, Reebok livery. And that thing is so dope, dude. I mean, I saw that thing come up from auction. I was like, oh, like just jonesing for it so hard. I think it'd be an awesome car. Um, so mine's a weird answer because it didn't actually come to fruition. Uh, the 964 Club Sport cars that they made, remember those? And like they, the series got canceled. It was basically, I mean, 911s were kind of a cheat because you could they, do a 911. You could do a 911 Cup car, which is 964s, like in 92. Yeah, I would probably do that. Um, the the Gen or Gen's 964 Turbo S2 was also a homologated race car, and it, it, the cars were essentially the same, except that they had a more stripped out interior uh, with you know no stereo or whatever. And that is one of my favorite cars I've ever driven, if not my favorite. So that's an easy answer for me too. I think I would go with that. Um, uh, that's probably my answer. Yeah, nine six four turbo S two uh, rally homolo- or no racing homologated car from whatever that series is called. It was like the Bridgestone GT Challenge or some shit from the early nineties. How crazy is an M one Pro car? Ooh, that'd be cool. That's not harsh. too bad, right? Pretty harsh, I bet. Suspension wise, yeah. that's got to be rocks rock yeah. hard. Yeah, right? the suspension is one thing for sure. 
yeah, like that that Canepa that Canepa car, you know that. So dope. Fuck, it's like the raddest BMW ever. But so sick. Getting in and out of stuff like that, the, all those that it's it's got the the air dam and all the side skirts and all that. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. That's true. That's why the World Rally Championship thing is so desirable. I mean, you just yeah, and that's that's what I straight I'll up curb. something like that. Yeah, some STI or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah, like, uh, get a 22B or something? Uh, yeah. But, but what did we say about his, I guess, yeah, historic is fine. Those are still sequential, yeah. right? Uh, it depends on probably like what level, last, right? Last, like, actual manual as well, like 1990 or something. Well, no, but it depends on which level you're, like, which oh, right. group you're racing. Right, 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 so right. I would pick one of the lower groups, you know, the good full, sus- the, you know, long travel suspension, uh, but like regular trendy and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tom's underscore Ellick says best around town beater truck, 60s C10 or F100 or 70s Datsun or 80s Toyota. Style points and SOC definitely matter. Mm. I'm doing a uh, uh, 90s Chevy, short bed, regular cab. Standard cab. Yeah. It's going. just basically, you know, that's like you still get when you still have like elbows out the window. Sort of yep. and, then and a nice ride, nice nice ride, some torque. Yeah. You get the early ones with the old school dash. It's like yep. eighty seven is when they crossed over or something. I don't know. I'm pulling. Yeah, it's that. like right there. Yeah, uh, early dash, but that body style, yep. um, basic, super dependable, right? Like you know, yeah. this is the three fifty stuff that tune up costs twenty bucks or whatever. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah, everything's available, right? And fuel injected, um, comfortable. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, I'm going uh, early 70s F100, mm-hmm. like a 71, 72, whatever. Mm-hmm. Super clean, great looking, um, not choked up by smog and stuff. So easy, you know, more power than like the 90s Chevys and stuff or Fords and stuff. Uh, yeah, and a little more SOC. Some carb tuning on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can do whatever I want to, and it's a pretty small car truck. Fuck yeah, dude. Turbine, whatever. Yeah. Turbine. <laughs> I don't even know what that Demon. Means. Demon Holly, or what is it? <laughs> uh, R- R- do you have an answer? 1989 white Toyota SR5 with the gray gradiated graphics. I want the extended cab. Little bit of a lift with the uh, those polished NK wheels. Uh, yeah. White letters out. So like $25,000, something like Manual. that. Manual. <laughs> and it has what like 31 inch tires it's not that big that's too much but yeah so 31's tiny i mean for a for a drive it's not like that's the smaller that's kind of a standard oh really is it i don't know the 33s are big but 31 cent i guess you'll go like zero to 60 in like 25 seconds it's around town man you know just get going over those curves yeah, exactly about, right all that stuff can't even go up the curbs, dude. <laughs> I I love those trucks. I think they're they're really good looking. And uh, talk about bulletproof parts. You know, everything's readily available, and uh, they look killer. So yeah, well, prices definitely dictate that. All right, Richard Chen says, "What widely revered car are you just not that into? At least in stock form." I remember the Delta Integrale and R5 Turbo mentioned in past episode. What else? Hmm. in stock form yeah he's saying just like not a race car or something crazy but um okay widely revered cars 
Um, E30 M3. Wait, what's the question? Weiler Revere cars the what? You're just not that into. Yeah. Uh, cars that people love and, and gush over. Gosh. Uh, stock E30 M3. Mm-hmm. The, the non-Evo, the basic one that we got, the U.S. spec one with super slow steering. It's really, really slow. It's just a very underwhelming car. Like everyone's like, oh my God, it's the most incredible thing ever in history. And you drive it and it's like, what's, why is this so fucking, why is everyone going apeshit over these when an NA Miata is, is a better driving car, you know? Mm. Um, but they're, they're cool in a different way. You know, they're, they, they have the heritage and they look awesome and all that. And the engine sounds cool, but it's a very underwhelming experience, I think. Um, just reading the question again. Um, but, uh, yeah, that would be my answer, I think. I actually no. really like the Delta Integrale, so I don't know. But um, it's it's just very fragile, which is bad news. Yeah. I can't think of it. I think that's a good answer. Um, um, how about, like, a Mark II Escort? Yeah. Yeah, people, like, die over those things and then yeah like, dude i i'm so like, bummed that so I, shitty you guys were talking about these on a podcast now i guess i'm happy that you're bringing it or up. mark one escort sorry well like you guys you guys oh, are poo-pooing the escort for like the the fit and finish of it like dude the reason why people love those is because they're like fucking incredibly durable and railable on long distance rallies like yeah a lot of cars that is the reason why people love them uh, yeah, we so, know like, why people love them no, I don't. I, well, it doesn't sound like it when you guys were talking about well, it. Like, we I, just, I don't no, see how you sh- can not like that car. They're ugly and they're shit boxes. They're like yeah. really poorly put together. It's like that seventies yeah, I mean, British, like, you know, built. I feel like quality. you should opt out of an opinion on it if you don't care about like the only reason why people like them. Right? Well, no, but people are gushing over them without ever having seen one in person. So it's like, what are you gushing? You're like. Well, dude, like I, my book, my rally book is just full of pictures of those things on three wheels, like flying oh, through turns. And it's like, that is why we're gushing. And when you see one yeah. in person, it's like, the, there's like, it's very, very few cars that can back it up as well. Right. Like, like that, there's a reason yeah. to gush over those, like well, for I whatever think- reason, like they were a staple of rallying at a stage when it turned like straight to performance. And like, it was a really dramatic thing to watch. Like, you know, that it's a, I think there's good reason. And so to like knock it for whatever fit and finish, it's like, I, I guess, whatever. Well, it's but more than that. It's also aesthetically, point. we don't like them. It's just, no, it's just us. I mean, but what I mean, are you using it for? It's what we you guys, value. No, in you guys car. are questioning. You're like, why would anybody like this? No, to no. me, that answer is like super obvious. Well, I think if you were doing like stage rallies with it, that's another story. But if you're going like, on a 500 mile trip with your friends on regular roads, then it's not the best choice, right? Well, I mean, it, for what it, like it, that's a super subjective, subjective thing. Like the best choice, like you're talking about a rear wheel drive, super light car with, uh, yeah. easy to buy equipment that like GTVs. makes it as capable as, as you would ever want. Right? There's a lot of other choices in my point. There's GTV, there's 2002s, there's other cars. So I'm saying if you're not doing stage rallies in 1965, maybe it's not the best choice because it, what are you really doing? Well, I, I think mean, it's, and this any of those cars, like how, what I mean, you could really say it with the, you could say the same with the E30 thing, right? You could say the same with the E30 M3. Like it was super successful in racing and one of the most winningest cars and all this stuff. So then if you say you don't like that car, then you're missing the point, but that's not true. You just don't like the car. It's the question just, is also question in of, stock form. It says nothing about a rally homologated car. It says 
and just a stock uh, escort, I guess. Yeah, in stock form. That's an interesting point. Like, for example, you know, the whole, the, like the Civic SIs and the EG Civic, for example, right? Like everyone just t- goes apeshit over those cars. Like they talk about how, you know, they're, they're fun and all this shit. But in stock form, they are pretty underwhelming. They're very understeery. They actually don't rotate very well at all. I mean, they, in stock form, it's, it's not the greatest car. And also they don't sound very good stock. They're really, you know, very muffled. Um, so you have to really open them up. You want intake header exhaust, all of these things. And then just something as simple as a bigger rear sway bar makes a massive difference, right? An alignment, huge difference. Uh, changing out the suspension on those cars makes a huge difference because they're extremely soft sprung stock and they're very understeer biased. So you jump into it stock. It's like, not the greatest setup, but like as soon as you start to modify a few little things, like they're really, really killer. So, and they are very successful in racing and especially on, on lower kind of tier stuff, right? Autocross and all that. But same thing can be said for like a Fox body Mustang, right? It's like oh, in right. stock form, they're like super loose and, you know, just flexy and stuff. And then, but they, you can do a lot to them to make them a very capable driving, you know, back road car or track car or whatever you want it to be but it's just all about tying up suspension and all this stuff. And, uh, but in stock form, they are a little loose and Mm -hmm. not the greatest. I have one that I think we might be able to agree on a little bit, um, is a contemporary, uh, Nissan GTR. They're widely Uh, revered. They're one of the best performance cars in the last, how long have they been making that thing? 20 years almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 2003 or what was that? I think 2008 or nine. I am. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I think I am negative into them. Is that even possible? I know. I know. But then there's people out there that it's like their Holy grail. It's yeah. like the car, but a lot of people do hate them too. It's like, or hate on them. Right. It's a very right. polarizing car. Cause they are so kind of big and kind yeah. of grotesque. Well, also the, the, the whole driving characteristics. I know later towards the end here, the, the Nismo editions and all that, they're like super rear biased and they're like more engaging to drive. But like I drove the early cars and like they're fucking PlayStation, you know, like it's, they're comically like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intrusive, you know, like they, there's, you can do no wrong. Like the thing will just right. fix everything. And it's like, I guess if you're, if you want to go really fast, that's, that's a really excellent tool because it's extremely consistent and it is very fast in every way. Right. Like that'd be a, that'd be a really good, um, like uh race school car. Yeah. Oh, right. Go do a track yeah. day. And, and Although you're not really learning enough, right? You're just oh, learning, right. like, true. you're not learning that's how true. to control a car because it's doing a lot of stuff for yeah, you. Yeah, but you can concentrate on line and, you yeah. know, and it's super. But throttle fun. input doesn't matter. And then, right. like, you know, you can, you can do whatever you want. And it'll just keep the line. Um, don't you think it's kind of like a, it's almost a car that was way ahead of its time in a lot of ways because it's Definitely. kind of like what every car is today is what that car was. 11 years ago or 12 years ago or whatever pretty it's amazing very, they could, like they could pull it off being so fast yet so uh restrained yeah mm. that's uh that makes sense yeah it's kind of like driving a new 911 turbo or something it's just kind of like it's a boring experience yeah. you hear right. that a lot right like people blame the gtr that for because yeah. porsche had to go chase them and chase after them with that is that the that, yeah? I don't know. I, 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 shark shark work, shark work, uh, shark you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> the shark works guys say that all the time. Uh, the, uh, I drove the original GTRs were like chattery and weird though too. 
Yeah, right. Uh, those are kind of like the transmissions were weird and Clutches shitty. I'm up. also so going back to the original question, Brian, that you had. I mean, I I know that the heritage and all that is epic, but like, I'm curious to know like Ali's car completely stock how that drives compared to its competition, right? Like versus the way that he has it set up, which is a whole crazy, you know, basically a race car right now, right? Beyond that, even with all the power and all that shit, but. Um, I wonder, is that, does that, does it live up to the hype? If you were to jump into one completely stock, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Stock would be a whole nother thing. Like a BMW 2002 completely stock. Um, you know, there is quite a bit of hype around those cars too. Um, they're, but I think it, they do live up to the hype. They're, they're, they're fun. They're, they're very light on their feet and, uh, it's, it's a, it's a cool driving experience. You know, the, the, also the, it's, from the period right but the the the, the crazy airy uh cabin with uh, tons of visibility and um what you're looking at and all that and just i would say a 2002 doesn't really do it for me that's doesn't one of those cars it's definitely like way more hyped than than like i would never want a 2002 myself. especially for value now for a perfect stock one is like, oh yeah so crazy like but 50 I guess 50k yeah. for like a decent tii it's crazy yeah but anyway, beyond the value stuff, it's just a car I'd never like really have longed for or wanted. Where like a 3.0 CSI or, or a 2800 or whatever is a car I've always loved and wanted. But that's more of the styling. That's just for its styling alone. Mm-hmm. All right. Big Fat Flip says, very much enjoyed having vintage motorsport rally cars playing on the background while working from home and just had adrenaline in the BMW touring car story playing while wrenching on the RS. What is it about motorsport movies that make them meh for a sit-down viewing, but great as background? Uh, I think they're great as something you view. <laughs> they're so long and, like, you know, stuff doesn't always happen. You know, sometimes there's a lot of time between, like, events during the... That is a good point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like there, aren't plays, there, there aren't plays to watch, right? Like it's like, yeah. Yeah. it's fairly uh, repetitive. So maybe you, it's better to just kind of like zone out on it or. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, yeah. Cause it's, I don't, I don't want, I, I can't say that I'm doing other things. Like my, my attention is entirely like, taken by something else and it's just total background. Like he's describing, like, I feel like it is the primary thing, but I'm on my phone or doing something, you know, where it's because you have these long periods where nothing's going on, but then when it does happen, you're immediately back on it. Right. Um, I just went through and watched every single formula one race from 1982 through 1980 or sorry, 1982 through 1998. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, Every oh, race? I How cheated. How did that take? I cheated. Reviews. Oh, uh, Brian's going to do some racing. Re- season reviews. I watched some of the oh, season, season reviews, reviews as well, but I can't just sit down and watch a season review. I'm always like doing stuff on my computer, like mm. doing work. Right, are you about I'm to get, just get on? Yeah, dude, I'm in qualifying. I've been a little bit stressed because I haven't been able to log in. I, I just logged <laughs> in, dude. Brian's about ah. to start racing. I will know it's qualifying for 30 minutes, so, you know, uh, whatever. Okay. Should uh, we okay. wrap the Thursday show up pretty soon? Um, pretty yeah, there's in. three more questions, but we I'm can grab uh, a different chair. I'll be right back. Um, let's just answer one more. Uh, Colin Hill has a question. Um, Brian's getting his throne out. Um, Brian, are you about to order roundtable pizza? Because that uh, chair is a throne. 
<laughs> it's a little weird, dude. This is like a hand-me-down chair. Wow. <laughs> Oh, Mexican Mexican Actually, just noticing some cat hair on there. They let the cat sleep in the garage. There you go. For me. Um, All right. So Colin Hill has a question. Is it weird to want a performance version of a car you already have? For instance, I'm thinking about building a short wheelbase 911, but I have a 912. Uh, Warren building an S52 swap E30 or Brian owning a ZHP and an E46 M3. Is this shades of gray or a different enough driving experience? Shades of gray as ice. Yeah. No, dude, I think you're good. Different, very different experience, right? You know, uh, shades of gray is what is good, right? Like, uh, but Z, uh, the ZHP. I mean, Brian just you know driving his E46. Like he talked about how much, how much of a, how different of an experience an E46 M3 is, right? Like, so yeah, uh, a short wheelbase 911 with, with more power uh, is is a pretty big difference. And also the weight distribution is totally different from a 912. Yeah. But do you want both? Uh, like you would want to mix it. You'd want, yeah. He's saying he's adding it in addition to, Weird so he's saying, is it different enough to like to own both. add to your stable and have both? So you'd have a 911 SWB 911 and the 912. Yeah. I think it's still shades of gray and you'd want to like, I, why, why have those two? You could get like, add totally different or like mm-hmm. get rid of the 912 and get, you know, get that, hot rod 911 and then get something else cool like or get like a 964 but even that yeah okay. that's, that's but, so different yeah yeah that's I like think, a 2002 and a e36 m3 or something you know? i think he would really appreciate like, it's a more nuanced thing but he would appreciate the differences between a six-cylinder car versus his 912 and and want that experience versus the 912 um yeah, i have when would you reach for the keys for the 912 i don't know Going to the farmer's market that's the whole that's the question <laughs> what, right it's yeah. like because yeah. they have the same look, aesthetic, aesthetics, and then it's just the like one has a nicer and better engine, <laughs> and it's more fun to drive. Right. I guess it's more temperament, more like you know, kind of eager, which they said it can be fun to drive a super slow car, and you know. Well, I think the S fifty two thing is weird, but like with the, with the E thirty, but if you went like for example, if you had your car uh, Wham and you added a K swap one, like yeah. that's that's very different, right? Like, yeah. so something like that. But um, I would never do that either because I would want something so different. I would want to experience a yeah. completely different. I, I'm the wrong person to ask because like I want variety to the max. Right. I, I definitely want, but I, I think he could, I can see making a case for that. Like, um, yeah. well, this is funny because I mean, the number one collector that does this is a Porsche collector. They have right. fucking, you know, Beautiful. six different flavors of yeah. long hoods and 356s yeah. and they're all like subtly different, you know, and uh, people totally geek out on that, those little differences. So yeah, I don't know, but I wouldn't, I, I'm with Lane here. I would definitely want something completely different. You only, you I, I, I'm, I'm opposite. I, I like, I like the idea of you to have one, like the streetcar version, and then you have the one, the full pumper version. And it's like, got all well, the that's a different, shit. That's that's different though, because he's not talking about building like a full, he's not doing a race car. He's just doing, oh, okay. he's still going to use them for the same things. That's my point. It's like, well, yeah. he's still like if he's going somewhere if he's doing a coastal range rally he has to choose one car and he's going to pick the 911 so like my point i guess is when would you reach for the keys for the 912 right yeah you only have one life yeah i don't know that's a good question to ask him yeah i'm curious to see uh tell us colin come on yeah god dang it colin 
All right, that's a Thursday edition in the books. Thanks for joining us. Just hope we sound up, okay. For an update, there's uh, the 45-minute quali- qualifying session. Uh, there's probably 15 minutes left. I finally got in, and my steering wheel wasn't working. I'm having to reboot my system. Oh, <laughs> so I'm gonna go out for, or I don't. It could be that I'm like using too much bandwidth doing the Zoom meeting and that, but it was super like jerky. Or oh, your wheel is spinning right now. Yeah, this is a good sign. Yeah, that oh, really? I, I ran into a problem before and rebooting got everything going. But you know, uh, you know how long it takes to reboot a system and pull everything back up. Dude, I'm, yeah, I'm like five minutes of qualifying, maybe. So we'll see. Before this episode, I was um, trying to fix my stereo receiver and I was trying to put all the shit back onto it, like all the speakers and the subs, like fixing it all. It took so long. <laughs> that was my analog version of your story. And you're talking in your house? Like yeah. A, dude, I, I don't know shit about audio equipment, but um, somehow I got suggested on like an eBay thing. Uh, it was like this Yamaha amplifier. Okay. And and then I went and clicked. And, actually, I do remember. I know why I actually got suggested that, but I'll tell you about that. So Vibrator I, purchase? <laughs> yes, Yamaha. And uh, dude, it's it was like $7,000. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why seven grand? And it's it looks just like those old school amplifiers that you see in, in everyone had in the 80s, right? In their house. Yeah. That, that was part of a giant stack of things with the, the record player and the cassette thing underneath it and all that. But I guess it's just quality and the, the sound is amazing. I don't yeah, know. It's probably been totally restored. And uh, I mean, audio is crazy. Audio is totally crazy. Yeah. You can see one amp and it's 200 bucks and one that looks pretty similar is 15,000. Yeah. It's uh, very tricky. I was just looking at earbuds because I was my, you know, improving audio quality and uh, sure the, brand of audio equipment um they make earbuds that are like for musicians and stuff they're a thousand dollars the wireless or no wired yeah thousand dollar monitor earbuds that you would wear like at a rock concert i guess Mm. or for recording you know audio with like a driver in it and a little subwoofer and (laughs) i mean it was like 900 bucks on amazon for a pair of wired earbuds Nice. Dude, those are oh, legit. Sure makes some I mean, killer, definitely. Killer but they also make a $50 version that I'm sure would be fine for podcasting. <laughs> sure podcasting. is what all of our mics are. Yeah. Our, our good mics are all sure mics. Yeah, right? yeah. They're they're definitely legit. Been around forever. But it just shows you, like, there's huge, huge... Right, right. So uh, yeah. our Behringer mics, we all we have sure and Behringer mics. The Shures are, like, the, we have our 100 bucks each. The Behringers are, like, 20 bucks each. And the Behringer is a total ripoff of the Sure mic. And they work great. I've watched all these like task comparisons. Oh, yeah. You basically, there's like, it's like, there, it's really hard to compare. Yeah. Like, one has this sound, one has this, but it's Behringer's are great. It's yeah. kind of like a, like wine, right? There's, it's a gnarly diminishing return thing, right? Where it's like you get to a certain point where you, you have to be, super experienced or whatever to, to be able to distinguish or to yeah. appreciate X and the car like Seiko cars versus the Rolex or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. Seiko is like arguably probably like keeps better time than a Rolex and all this stuff. But the, the Rolex has more detail. It's handmade, and, you know, or maybe it is. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. Or Casio. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had to adjust this one for a while. Did yeah. you want, no winding. <laughs> I don't have to service it or anything. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, the one that I replaced the band on. I was going to replace the band, but the band was 16 and the watch was 14. So I just bought a new oh. one. <laughs> so that's where we're at. All right. Thanks All right. for joining us. We'll see you next time. Later. Later. Peace.
patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and please become a patron of our podcast. It helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return. We give you a weekly podcast, which we title Experts in Automotive Opinion. I think we've done 60 of those so far, something like that. We also give you exclusive Patreon-only stickers, and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join. Uh, we give discounts and early access to certain events we do, like Camping While Awesome, and we give you first crack at our rallies. Check it out. And join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys.